Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then talk about it. This is page 756. Knee of your favored leg lamed, she shrugged. But one can still be a good fighter even with a damaged leg, so it would be more effective to remove the two smallest fingers from your right hand. This would be... Bashet kept speaking in her matter-of-fact tone. I think she intended it to be reassuring, calming, but it had the opposite effect. All I could think of was her cutting off my fingers as calmly as you would pare away a piece of apple. Everything grew bright around the edges of my vision, and the vivid mental picture made my stomach roll over. I thought for a moment I might be sick. The lightheadedness and nausea passed. As I came to my senses, I realized Vashit had finished talking and was staring at me. Before I could say anything, she waved a hand dismissively. I see I will get no more use of you today. Take the rest of the evening for yourself. Get your thoughts in order or practice the ketan. Go watch the sword tree. Tomorrow we will continue. I walked aimlessly for a while, trying not to think about my fingers being cut away. Then, coming over a hill, I stumbled, almost literally, onto a naked Adam couple tucked away in a grove of trees. They didn't scramble for their clothes when I burst out of the trees, and rather than try to apologize with my poor language and fuddled wits, I simply turned and left, face burning with embarrassment. I tried to practice the ketan, but couldn't keep my mind on it. I went to watch the sword tree, and for a while, the sight of it moving gracefully in the wind calmed me. Then my mind drifted, and I was confronted with the image of Vashit paring off my fingers again. I heard the three high bells and went to dinner. I was standing in line, half stupid with the mental effort of not thinking of someone maiming my hands, when I noticed the Adam standing nearby were staring at me. A young girl of about ten wore an expression of open amazement on her face, and a man in his mercenary reds looked at me as if he had just seen me wipe my ass with a piece of bread and eat it. Only then did I realize I was humming. Not loud exactly, but loud enough for those nearby to hear. I couldn't have been doing it for long as I was only six lines into Leave the Town Tinker. I stopped, then lowered my eyes, took my food, and spent ten minutes trying to eat. I managed a few bites, but that was all. Eventually, I gave up and headed to my room. I lay in bed, running through the options in my mind. How far could I? End of the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And I'm RJ. And man, you really know something's up with Quoth when he's not eating. Because he's <laughs> he will always eat. Yeah, he even said a couple of pages ago, like, I've never been able to turn down, like, an easy meal. Also, I want to just, real quick on that cafeteria scene, um, when he was humming Leave the Town Tinker, which, first of all, is kind of prophetic, even though he's not a tinker. It seems to be a song about, like, hey, buddy, get out. He's he's humming, and, and he seems to be not fully present, right? He's not fully thinking. So is this like a sleeping mind thing or is this, you know, something significant with his music coming out to comfort him or just, I don't know. Do you see what I'm grasping at here? Like he wasn't thinking, so he kind of started humming. He kind of started making music, even though if he had been in his waking mind, right, he would have known not to do that because he's in a Demre. Yeah, I read this as him... It, kind of trying to rely on his um i'm gonna say support system but that's not the right turn of phrase like he he relies on music to kind of calm him and settle him right but he doesn't yeah. even have that he can't even do that here and now like i think I this know. is meant to be like kind of a part of the greater tragedy that what he could could have relied on in the past he can't rely on anymore well and of course if he gets his fingers cut off two of his fingers cut off he isn't going to be able to play the lute that's right it's almost like 
because he is stressing so much about the possibility of being mutilated in such a way that he won't be able to play music anymore. He's like unconsciously like making music. He's not even meaning to do it. He's not thinking about it. He's just like absentmindedly humming to himself the way many of us do. Uh, but you could read that as his subconscious being like, I'm going to make music now in case I can't make music later. Yeah. Yeah. And Vashat kind of does, uh, just kind of leaves him in the lurch. She's like, all right, <laughs> I'm not going to get anything else out of you today. Uh, you know, go watch the sword tree, go do whatever, get your mind at ease. I'll see you tomorrow. I do think that Vashat has no idea how profoundly like horrifying he finds like i think she was trying to comfort her oh no we wouldn't kill you we might just like cut off a couple of your fingers yeah. and i think that she think this, thinks that that's better and he thinks that that's worse yeah a, f- a fate worse than death yeah she must just think she's overloaded him with info Hmm. i mean i think that she has overloaded him with info that's true um also, though, her recommendations uh, I find interesting because, like, she recommends, like, go watch the sword tree. And, like, we know what's coming with the sword tree and we kind of know that it's, in, like, like were we first-time readers, we wouldn't understand how important that suggestion is. Mm-hmm. And it's not what he does, but... <laughs> he does for a little bit. But, like, he gets lunch first. Yeah. Or attempts lunch. Well, he's trying to find comfort, right? But I think what we can take away is that this is so distressing to him that, you know, not even eating, not even uh, singing, or maybe singing would have been something that could have helped him, but... uh, But uh, not in this moment. Well, okay, question though. If singing might have been a thing that helped him, why does the idea of having his tongue cut out not give him the same reaction as having his fingers chopped off? Because he could at least... I think he likes playing music more than he likes singing. Okay. And I think he knows that he can do artificers things still with his hands, even if he can't talk mm-hmm. to make money or whatever. Yeah. Like Jordana, as you yourself have pointed out many, many times, Foth's hands are very important to him. They are. In some sense, it's his hands that are like the source of all his superpowers, not his tongue. Reasonable. Interesting. I'd say they were, I'd say they're, he, he needs both. To fully thrive. Because I think his his brain and his mouth has have got him into and out of a lot of things. But but that's I take that point, Jeremy. Cool. Cool. I had I had another thing. Um I just have to find it. Hmm. <laughs> Is it something about him some um, like almost running into the naked people having sex uh no actually it is about the reactions of the people at lunch so there's two right there's the reaction of the kid and then there's the reaction of the adult and the reaction of the kid is neither negative nor positive it's amazement yeah whereas the reaction of the adult is actively negative well most kids when they see someone doing something like that's socially unacceptable Kids are still forming their ideas of what's socially unacceptable. So I think they know that it's like not something that grownups are supposed to do, but they might be more like, you know, like, you know, again, taking it back to a place of like, you know, non-normative sexuality. If a kid sees like a, you know, a drag queen or like a visibly queer person out, they might like be like, whoa, look at that person. Mom, dad, look at that person. Aren't they weird? And they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Cause they're just like, and, and 
it's outside of their experience. And they might even have some sense that like, oh, men aren't supposed to dress like that. Why is that guy like dressed like that? Whereas the guy in the reds, he, as far as he's concerned, he's watching someone like jerk themselves off in public. Yeah. In the cafeteria in front of the crowd. I think the, uh, the description of the look on his face was as though he had like wiped his butt with a piece of bread. Yeah. Doing something disgusting and like bizarre. Yeah. But Rothfuss decided to put like that descriptor on the page, and it's it is great. Yeah, like it's it's so weird, weird and great. Um, and great little bits in this section in particular. But I do um, I want to point out too, like the mercenary's expression is probably doubled because, like we said, we're in the cafeteria, and I um, like and you know, Cloth is doing this in front of a kid. Like it's not he's not only. Yeah wiping his ass with the bread and eating it he's like doing it while a child is watching him yeah doing it in a public place where we eat and like yeah there's little kids around disgusting both is just really kind of kind of going through it mm-hmm. he's an exhibitionist he is, he's, i mean trying. he's had tough times before although i don't know so do we think this kind of um well, I feel like he hasn't really even gotten to his worst times in Edemre yet, but it's like his first couple days at the university when he gets kicked out of the archives and whipped bloody, or this when, like, you know, Vachette's already beaten him and everyone thinks he's an outcast. Which is a tougher time? I think this is tougher because I think even when he gets kicked out of the library, uh, out of the archives, I think he's already thinking, well, that can't last forever. You know, at right. some point I'll get back in. Whereas, well, you know, he's not yeah. going to reattach his fingers if his fingers get cut off. And he's in a totally different culture here, too. Yeah, he's already very isolated. He doesn't have, like, friends to rely on. I don't uh, pity him extremely often, particularly in this book. But I do a bit here. It's a bad vibe. I mean, he didn't necessarily mean to get... Tempe and himself in all this trouble. Certainly not. So. Yeah, that's a good question. If he knew from the outset that learning all these parts of Adam culture would be so dangerous for him, potentially life ruining, would he still have wanted to learn? Or would he have said, you know what? I'll give it a miss. Thanks, Tempe. I don't. Well, it depends on whether or not you also told him that he would find out a story about the Chandrian and get a cool sword. Yeah. We talked about this a bit. Like what is his core motivator here? And I think that whether or not he would have decided it was worthwhile in the end, he definitely didn't think it through. He definitely didn't consider the intensity, the enormity of what he had done and what he was getting into. Yeah. I think it's like 65% Chandrian, 35%. I should go help my friend. Mm. Maybe his reason for going. Or maybe not. That uh, we uh, you, I know you guys don't usually do percentages. I just threw some math in you there. I hope you'll forgive me. Yeah, my my arts brain can't comprehend all those fancy fancy pants numbers. I was gonna say no math, make it stop. I'm just a simple country podcaster, and I don't I don't know. Women in STEM. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Is there anything else you want to hit on on this page? Uh, we'll mostly talk about this tomorrow, but his very last thought 
uh, on this page is that maybe he can run. Maybe he can get away, which is different, perhaps. A bad idea. And it's kind of like too late now. Like you're, you know, that that ship has sailed, buddy. Well, I think, and he thinks about it. I know you guys will get it later, but I think, you know, tensions get higher and he does think about it. He does prepare. Um, I, he hasn't quite got there yet. He wants to stick it out. And has he already hinted to Vashet that um, he wants to hear about the Chandrian? Or not yet. I think the only indication like that, she said, like, what do you call someone who fights for the good of others? And he answers, without thinking, right away, he answers, a mirror. And she is kind of like, huh, that's an interesting answer. But she doesn't say why that's interesting. Okay. And he did uh, ask her, do you have stories of the Chantry? But he hasn't, like, made that his mission yet. And he has, he doesn't, he hasn't asked um, Shaheen about the Renta yet, right? Uh, no. Okay, I'm just wondering, just because talking about, you know, if he's thinking about getting out now, he's not necessarily locked in knowing that he might be able to hear about the Chandrian here. Like, he might still be considering here that he can maybe cut his losses, right? Because he's not too invested. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he hasn't yet confirmed that he will learn about the uh, Chandrian here. Shall we move on? Let's move on to another page. Uh... The Wind. 